welcome to another edition of the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Drew, recording today from the beautiful, snow-covered Flathead Valley. It's Wednesday, December 15th. Today, I'm bringing you a brief conversation with managing editor Tristan Scott, who always has his ear bent towards the latest news coming out of Glacier National Park. I chatted with Tristan today about the upcoming changes to the park's ticketed reservation entry system, which will once again be in effect next summer. Before we get to that chat, a quick reminder that this podcast is made possible in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Plus, they get some extra perks too. To find out more or join today, check out beaconeditorsclub.com. Now, let's get to my chat with Beacon Managing Editor Tristan Scott, who I talked to Tuesday afternoon. I am joined today by Flathead Beacon Managing Editor Tristan Scott. Tristan, thanks for coming up to the podcast studio today. Micah, always good to be up here in the roost. So you, once again, were telling a story this week in the paper about the changes going on at Glacier National Park. There have been a lot of changes in the last couple years, just in terms of how people get in and out with a ticketed reservation system. And there's been some new updates. Can you take us back to the beginning of this tourist season? What was the reservation system like to get into the park for people who have forgotten or uh, taken it out of their memory banks already? Right. Well, so for the first time, Glacier National Park decided to, after shopping it around with its uh, local community and business stakeholders, decided to implement a ticketed entry system that basically required visitors who wanted to drive along the going to the Sun Road corridor, which of course is the sort of cuts through the heart of Glacier National Park. It's an alpine highway that is narrow and constricted and uh, over the last decade has received just a, a, a steady increase in use and resulting in gridlock and congestion um, that uh, essentially became untenable during the COVID-19 pandemic when a very of varying degrees of restrictions and shutdowns led to all kinds of overflow and congestion that would have been an absolute catastrophe if there had been an emergency requiring, uh, you know, emergency vehicle access. So what the reservation system did was it limited the number of people who are able to drive on to the going to the sun road. It also was a huge headache for visitors who maybe didn't know about the reservation mm-hmm. system, showed up unawares, were told that they needed a ticket that you're supposed to purchase online in advance, um, and were, uh, were told that they could go elsewhere, including corners of the park that did not require this summer a reservation. Um, those corners of the park uh, ended up um, sort of um, as an unattend- unintended consequence being overrun uh, by visitors who couldn't get reservations to the Sun Road corridor. And so uh, Glacier Park administrators are, as they trot out this year's version, this year's iteration, are um, tailoring it to um, take better account of those uh, those areas that were were really not prepared for the kind of pressure that they received over the summer months. Let's expand on that just a little bit. You did spend a lot of time reporting on these unintended consequences, specifically looking up at Polebridge and the North Fork, which you didn't need a reservation for, as well as Two Medicine was one of the other areas that you didn't need uh, a reservation ticket to access. 
remind us again what some of those unintended consequences were and how park officials felt about the influx of people in those areas. Right. Well, so the, you know, the going to the Sun Road has has been the premier attraction at Glacier National Park, um, you know, for for essentially for the, for the last half century. It's um, you can drive it. It's got the most services. Um, it really is. It really does cater to the visitor who maybe doesn't want to get out of their car or if they do, uh, they're looking to just do a, a short hike, see Logan Pass um, and kind of hit hit the usual attractions. Now, um, now the, the, the lesser visited parks, parts of the park, which have become much more visited in recent years, are the places that don't have the same level of services that aren't maybe designed to accommodate the same volume of visitor and that same degree of pressure. And those include places like Holbridge and Two Medicine, where, you know, parking is limited and there's not as much to do for the uh, the day hiker looking to, you know, walk around uh, maybe a quarter of a mile and get back to his or her car. Um, and these are the areas that really receive the brunt of that overflow visitation. And of course, Polbridge is a lovely little um, unincorporated community up the North Fork of the Flathead River, just south of the Canadian border. You go there, get a cup of coffee at the Polbridge Merc, enjoy a Huckleberry Bear Claw, <laughs> drive up the very narrow road six miles to Bowman Lake, have a uh, picnic by the lake and retreat. Of course, now that that road to Bowman Lake is so is so choked with visitors and motorized traffic that it, for the last three years, uh, park officials have had to close it down and implement parking restrictions and driving restrictions. Um, and so those closures just uh, really came to a head uh, this past summer when uh, when they received when they received that uptick in visitation. So, looking at uh, 2022 uh, ticketed entry requirements, they've added Polbridge to the uh, short list of Glacier National Park entrances that are going to require a ticket. And you know, and speaking with the district ranger up there, I think he's going to breathe a sigh of relief because he's just got that extra tool in his toolbox. Uh, to tell visitors, hey, if you don't have if you don't have a ticket, then um, then you can't come in. You can still, you know, get your bear claw at the Polbridge Mark. You can still have a cup of coffee. Um, you can still see the beautiful scenic uh, wild and scenic North Fork Flathead River corridor. Um, you just can't enter the park. Officials will also be checking tickets at the previously unstaffed Camas entrance station. This last summer, you were able to drive through without um, usually being stopped, and that will change this year. What are some of the other changes that will be affecting people across the park um, in terms of the reservation system? Well, so last summer when visitors purchased a, a, a ticket, it was good for seven days. And so from from the very first day that you use it, um, that starts a clock. And then you had seven days of uh, essentially unmitigated access to both uh, the access points to the Sun Road at West Glacier and at St. Mary. This year is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a three-day period because what Glacier National Park officials learned is that not as many visitors were using uh, their tickets for the entire seven days, typically averaged two and a half days. So they've, uh, they've, they've reduced the number of days that a ticket is good for, which means more tickets. So the biggest problem that visitors encountered last summer was that they were just unable to get a ticket. They went online at 8 a.m. when the park released you know, release this new wave of tickets and they sold out within within seconds. I mean, within 30 seconds, you couldn't get a ticket most days. And so what they've done is tried to tried to maximize the number of tickets available 
um, to the unique visitor. Um, and, and so hopefully that, you know, that helps the, um, the sort of mad, mad rush each morning. I don't know that it's going to solve it. I think there's still going to be a lot of disappointment among visitors who are trying to get those, um, you know, those, uh, those, those tickets within the 48 hour window. Of course, there is still an opportunity to purchase the tickets you know, two months in advance, there's that 60 day window. And those, that opportunity is supposed to begin at some point in March of 2022. And then lastly, last year, there was an exempt window where you didn't need a ticket. If you were able to get through the park entrance before 6am or after 5pm, um, you, you didn't have to have a ticket in hand. There's some discussion on whether that will still be there, whether that will change. What have you heard so far? Right. So last summer, visitors were able to skate into the park before 6 a.m. or after 5 p.m. And what what happened was, of course, at 5 p.m., there was a huge line of cars every evening because um, because visitors learned that that was when they stopped checking tickets. Um, This year, there's still going to be that window of exemption. Um, The only problem is that there's a utility project ongoing to the Sun Road that has Mm -hmm. to get done this summer. And so park officials are trying to figure out when that's going to happen. They're thinking they're going to do hoot owl construction hours and and have crews there tearing up the roadbed um, at all hours of the night, which would, you know, which would make make it difficult for those sunset visitors to slide in um, after 5 p.m. But they're still going to try and accommodate that option. Uh, They just don't know exactly what hours they're going to be. They may, you know, have to do a, a, a multi-week period where those hours are, are reduced. But rest assured, they're still trying to accommodate the, the local visitor who uh, who wants to go um, wants to go see a sunset on Lake McDonald and maybe go for a paddleboard. Well, Tristan, thanks uh, as always for your uh, coverage of this and keeping all of us updated. We'll look forward to any future updates you have for us. Thanks, Micah. Thanks again to Tristan for keeping everybody updated on the latest happenings with Glacier Park. Entry to Glacier through going to the Sun Road or Pole Bridge will require a reservation between May 27th and September 11th of next year. Advanced tickets are expected to be available in early March. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 10 p.m. Tuesday, December 14th. After a celebrated 37-year career as the grizzly bear management specialist for Northwest Montana with the Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, Tim Manley recently announced his plan to retire, but it's not for a lack of grizzly bear work keeping him busy. In fact, it's quite the opposite, with more bears and people roaming the same landscape than ever before. Manley's last year on the job was among the busiest of his career, with a call volume approaching 300 reports of grizzly bear-related conflicts. According to Manley's most recent grizzly bear management presentation to the Northern Continental Divide Ecosystem Subcommittee of the Interagency Grizzly Bear Committee, 313 individual grizzly bears were captured 508 times under his supervision since 1993, averaging 18 captures per year. In both 2019 and 2020, Manley supervised 19 captures. In 2021, he's already overseen 33. Over this last weekend, the Montana Department of Transportation held a holiday-themed informational session about two bridge projects in the Big Fork area. The projects include the replacement of the Highway 82 bridge over the Flathead River, usually referred to as Sportsman's Bridge, and the one-lane Bridge Street Bridge crossing the Swan River in Big Fork. The two projects are slated to begin construction in 2023 and 2024, respectively. 
The high school winter sports season is well underway, and many local teams are once again aiming for statewide notoriety. The Flathead wrestling teams, which swept the boys and girls state championships last year, have already stamped their early season intent as both won meets against strong competition over the weekend. For more previews of all of the Valley's winter sports, see this week's Flathead Beacon. And finally, Big Mountain Resort opened last week on Thursday, just two days later than anticipated. There was a good opening weekend until Sunday morning when a vehicle ran into two power poles at the resort, depriving the mountain of power for a large portion of the day and shuttering it on its first weekend. The resort was able to reopen on Monday and more terrain is opening each day as snow coverage improves. That's all I have for you today. Again, the winter issue of Flathead Living Magazine should be on stands in the next few days. And until then, be sure to catch up on all of the latest local news online at flatheadbeacon.com. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening.